0: Hi, my name is Michael Frank, and this is the Prefab Pod presented by Prefab Review, where we interview leading people and companies in the prefab and modular housing industry. Today, we're speaking with Chris Krager, the founding principal of Modular and the founder of KRDB, a design build firm in Austin. Uh, Welcome, Chris. Hey, Michael. Thanks for having me. Thanks for for joining. Um, I'm really excited to learn about your company. But first, I was hoping to learn a little bit more about you. How did you get into this business?
1: Well, um, so I came from, a, my undergraduate degree was in, um, general business administration and finance. And I worked in banking and real estate in Chicago for five or six years before, um, I went back to school to get my MR first professional. Um, and so, uh, I, upon graduating from graduate school, uh, I, with the background I had, um, uh, I was enam- immediately enamored of architecture but I also realized that most of the folks that I kind of knew growing up um I come from a you know born and raised in Detroit working class middle class you know background most of the folks I uh, knew didn't have access to architecture and so um uh, I started my design build practice pretty much immediately out of grad school with the um intention of making architecture and design more affordable and accessible. Um, so, uh, then that led me to,
0: um,
1: uh, so we did design build,
0: uh, was this in Austin or in, yeah. yeah,
1: sorry, sorry. Yes. In Austin, Texas. Yeah. So I came to uh, grad school. I moved from Chicago, uh, to Austin to go to grad school at university of Texas at Austin. Um, and, uh, I certainly didn't expect to stay, um, in Texas, but, um, I really uh, was, became fond of Austin in my time here and saw what I've, you know, I coming from Chicago to Austin, I, it was a big town that was in the uh, early stages of becoming a, a real city. And it seemed like there was going to be a great opportunity here. So I stayed here and started my design build practice. And we were doing, you know, uh, site built, fairly conventional, not conventional, but I mean, you know, uh, architecturally designed, uh, uh projects develop design we were entrepreneurial from the beginning we'd go out we'd buy land um, design and build houses and sell them um, and um, you know it uh, our intuition about the the latent um, desire for good design and uh, in terms of people who had relatively modest means fortunately paid off and you know we got lucky and we ended up on the cover of dwell magazine with our first project. And what started as, you know, a small practice of two guys working in their living room, um, uh, pretty quickly became, uh, a, a practice of, uh, of, of uh, we had several commission projects. Um, uh, and then we started getting inquiries from people in other cities and States. Um, and, um, after doing about, oh, I don't know, four or five, six of these projects in various places like uh, we had in Baton Rouge and uh, Oahu and uh, Bergen, New Jersey, where we would design a house for a client and then they would go out um, and have it bid with a local GC and it would come in 25, 30, 40% over what we could build it here in Austin. Our frustration with getting these projects executed for people in other markets led us to pursue, um, uh, the path of, of modular construction. There was this opportunity that was there and I wanted to figure out a way that we could deliver this product on a broader scale. Now, this is about, I mean, this is probably 14 years ago. Um, when I first, you know, we first went down this path. Um, so, and, and I had, I had exposure to it. I had worked, uh, I put myself through undergraduate school um, as a framer in the summers. And back in Detroit, I worked on uh, work for a construction crew who worked almost exclusively on, on modular and factory built houses. And so I'd seen this um, kind of firsthand. Um, so uh, b- back then there was probably in central Texas alone. I mean, there were probably eight or 10, uh, modular manufacturers within a two to three hour drive of Austin. So I just started, I just started reaching out to them, um, to see if any of them would be interested in talking to us about, um, about working with us.
0: Awesome. Um, I feel Uh, okay. So let, let's continue the story. I'm, I'm interested. So, 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 so what do you find? Um, did, uh, yes, you have, you, have your, you have your own factory now, right?
1: No, no, we don't. And so, so you
0: still use third parties.
1: Yeah, we still use third parties because the, the, the idea always was to take the advantage of the existing infrastructure that existed. That's, you know, both it's the manufacturers, um, the, the, the delivery uh, capacity and the install crews, which, you know, depending on what market you're looking at, um, you know, manufactured or modular housing could comprise, you know, in some in some places, 20 to 25 percent of the market usually not that high, but so there's a familiarity with, with this type of, of building in most markets. Granted, it's usually, you know, much more traditional housing it's pretty
0: mass market, but yeah.
1: Yeah. Mass market. Exactly. And so, uh, for us, um, the idea was to just to kind of, uh, jump into that stream, um, and then, you know, find, uh, partners, both manufacturing, um, and on the, um, uh, on the back end side, um, Set and GCs, set crews and GCs uh, that were geographically appropriate to where uh, we had interests. Um, You know, and I've had people ask me, "Well, why don't you open your own factory?" And um, I I mean that—that in and of itself is a. I could probably talk about that for an hour, but um, uh, it's just because I don't want to be limited. Uh, We're we're interested in in providing um, a variety of product types across a broad you know, marketplaces. So, um, yeah, we're just a, we, I mean, we offer, uh, development assistance services, design services, and we do CA and I'm actually, I'm, we're involved in some of our projects. Uh, like we have projects in Los Angeles, we have a, a development partner out there. We have six or seven projects and, and we, um, are involved on the equity side there too. So we're, we're a partner. Um, on that project, um, on those projects as well.
0: So, but we don't, we don't do manufacturing. That's awesome. Um, I, uh, I definitely want to dive into you as a kind of an equity partner and uh developer in this cause it's, it's entrepreneurial in a way that many of the people we talk about, it, it's not, it's just not the area they've chosen to pursue. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so we talked a little bit about, uh, can you sort of break down between mod modular and KRDB, like sort of what the <laughs> distinction is. What they, yeah. What, what you actually do. <laughs> but, yes. But, right. Like if I'm, if yeah, just like what are the sort of, what are the different service are, uh, offerings?
1: Um, well, uh, I mean, at this point, um, so Ma was, uh, as I uh, may or may not have mentioned, essentially KRDB is the parent company of Ma. Yeah. Ma was an outgrowth of KRDB. And in the um, Ma's, uh, the Ma began uh, s- solely as a, um, a company providing uh, single-family uh, uh, designs, single-family product. And and still, uh, as far as what we promote on the Ma website, we still kind of limit that to single-family. And and going into the modular endeavor, we didn't have any other intention other than pursuing single-family. And so um, uh, KRDB does a broad variety of things where, Ma, for the most part, we prescribe to the, the single family aspect of our practice, and basically, um, you know, d- design services alone. So whereas KRDB uh, does many things, um, uh, does development, does um, design, construction, um, uh, acts as a as a, a joint we joint venture with people, etc. Um, so um, hope that clarifies that
0: that's helpful so um one of the questions and this varies a lot from firm to firm that we've talked to let's say i want to like build a fairly custom single family residential home um are the so i don't know apologies for not knowing the exact number right you know you maybe have like a dozen um plans or something and like close to that on the ma website uh, if I want to build, say, hey, I want to do something that's a little, like inspired by this but pretty different. Are the plans on the my website? Are those sort of the plans? Or they are. Yeah, is they there are. Ability to like kind of do something more custom, sort of more of like a kind of standard custom architecture thing.
1: Yeah, and, they, they they are. And there's a um, so there's a kind of a story to that, and an and an evolution of of the practice in that regard. And in the beginning, you know, so when we first set out to do this, one of the things that we were um, cognizant of, well, there were two kind of sets of parameters that we were very concerned with uh, kind of trying to hold an equal weight when we first started this. And that was, uh, there was the, because I went around, as I said, I I probably ended up going to three or four factories in Central Texas and sitting down and talking to them and understanding their process and Etc. And then, you know, also like looking at the very long history of prefabricated construction as it relates to architects. uh, And then thinking about, okay, well, we want to provide design on the other side for the client. We want to design flexibility. So the first iteration of MA uh, was a kind of kid-a-parts approach where we would say, okay, we're going to design an array of modules that will be um, conceived in, such that they would provide maximum flexibility for uh, different types of 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 contexts or programs um and so for the first five or six years uh, um the, all the houses we built were uh, a product of taking those base module sets and and putting them together based on the site client program budget etc um and then even tweaking some of those those modules um you know, early on, uh, actually, <laughs> uh, the first house we were going to do, um, I was, I was going to do on spec rather than, uh, right. doing it, doing it for a client. Um, I found a, I found a modular company in Waco, Texas, which doesn't exist anymore, Patriot Homes. And, uh, they had an arc, a young architect who worked on their team there and he was very enthusiastic about it. And we, I found a lot and I bought a lot and we were going to build, um, uh, our, our prototype home, which is one that we still have in our, the Luna plan, which is a 1500 square foot, three bedroom, two bath house. Um, and about two months into the process, I got a call from this architect and he said, um, Oh, the company's going out of business. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, he said, but, um, I'm, I'm going to work for another company up in Elkhart, Indiana. Mm-hmm. And let me call you when I get there and settled in and, and he did, and sure enough, and it was a small privately owned company, and they said, you know, we, we'd like to do this. We'd like to work with you. And I was like, well, you guys are 1,600 miles away. And, you know, we did the math on it, and it still kind of made sense, and and they built our first house. But, uh, um, unfortunately, that would just be the first. Oh, and then actually, that, that company built that house for us, uh, shipped it, we set it. I would say within a year, that company also went out of business. Um and those are just the first two in a series of, of kind of failures we've seen and lived through, um, on the manufacturing side. Um, and again, this kind of ties back into, you know, saying I could talk about an app for an hour, about why I wouldn't necessarily get into that aspect of the business. And there's a variety of reasons. I
0: think I've seen failures, but, um, yeah. I mean, so. I mean, right. so we, so I don't think you know that much about us, but like we, so we help say over a hundred, uh, different people a year probably multiple times that number like actually do projects across the country and you know we've had like some experience luckily i don't think we've had any of them but like we've certainly considered and talked to you know people like green fab that have certainly gone through some issues in the industry in terms of factories and uh, with the current economic tumultuousness um, going on right now uh this level of diligence on the sort of financial solvency of factories is certainly going to be something that's kind of top of mind for us in sort of helping helping buyers figure this all this stuff out. Yeah, and
1: you know and it, and it goes beyond that too. It's also the um exigencies of the market. I mean, we've had big companies that we've worked with um who or medium-sized companies who for example here in Texas, and this is kind of maybe a Texas specific thing or uh, in certain geographic regions, there was one or two manufacturers who were providing single family product for us. And then when there was the oil boom and right. man camps became, there was a huge demand for man camps. Right. Why you know, help you build one custom thing when you, you can do whatever. You oh, could crank these things out. Exactly. So,
0: mm-hmm. you know, there's years of workforce labor at a time or whatever. Things,
1: exactly. So you, there's that as well. Um, and, or for example, we, um, We built uh, both single family. um, I mean, I'm kind of skipping ahead. uh, Palm Harbor Homes is a company that we worked with, did some of our first houses here in Austin, but also did, um, uh, we started working in LA. We started doing some, um, I would call them kind of uh, basically townhouse style product. Uh, There's an ordinance in Los Angeles, the small lot ordinance you may be familiar with that Mm -hmm. allows for increased density. You could build up to like four units on what used to be a single family lot. And, and so we, we did, we were doing, um, both single family and multifamily product with them. Um, and then they were supposed to do, uh, we have a 24,000 square foot mixed use multifamily project here in Austin that I developed. And, we were d- designing and building and they were supposed to be our manufacturer on that. And, uh, at the 11th hour, um, they said we just can't do it. And it, um, it just, it was about their, them looking at their demand, um, at the time, which was, this was about a year and a half ago, two years ago, and <laughs> right. we were going to go online. Um, and they just, again, it had to do with, you know, them looking at, um, the math, uh, the complexity, what, how many floors they could crank out a day, Uh, versus the potential problems they can have with our product, which is a little more, you know, complex. So,
0: um, so yeah, so let's talk about that. So hopefully we're giving customers the right information. Um, again, we, we get it, we get whatever we get many, 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 uh, people inquiries every day about people trying to build modular Mm -hmm. across the country. And certainly your names come up. Um, and particularly we get a lot of interest on the West coast. Mm -hmm. Um, and our my at least existing impression, hopefully we're not giving the wrong information, is that you are not primarily, at least in Northern California, doing work. Is that right? And can you talk about sort of what the geographies that you are actively working in, and also what what you need in place in terms of partners to actually make that work?
1: Yeah, I mean, we um, so a majority of our work has happened in uh, cent- Texas, specifically Central Texas, although we've done. You know, we've gone out in West Texas as well, but um, Texas and Los Angeles, um, we, we've done a project um, in upstate New York. Uh, we certainly get inquiries uh, from pretty much everywhere. I mean, it, there, there are definitely, there are specific um, parts of the country where we get more inquiries. And it's, it's, it's I would say, primarily the perimeter of the country, you know, the West Coast um, uh, down here in Texas, Florida, and the East Coast, um, we uh, our aspiration was always to be uh, to offer um, modular housing as broadly as possible. But I think pretty quickly, what we realized is that there were just going to be markets where there's a there's a, it won't be feasible because the site built costs in I would probably say most markets uh, you just aren't going to be able to compete with them. Um, and
0: the, you're, you're, you're saying that if, if you're trying to buy a custom house in Ohio and it's, you know, a hundred dollars per square foot all in, it's, the, it's going to be pretty hard to make the numbers.
1: Exactly. $1. Exactly. But, cause, uh, yeah. Cause, and you, and you probably know this as well or better than I do that the, the cost of the product at the factory door or FOB in the industry lingo is mm-hmm. pretty, is pretty consistent. Um, although I have found in recent years that some of the West uh, Coast factory, some so of the, the west, west coast.
0: Are, are, it's pretty hard to to build nice stuff for much under two hundred dollars a square foot. And my impression is you guys in Austin probably do it for a lot less.
1: Yeah, well, and and those numbers have have gone up significantly in the last few years. Um, it used to be um, that I could get product quoted on the west coast with factories we were working with out there, um, FOB um, a hundred, $110 a foot. Mm -hmm. Uh, Um, and we saw, uh, we saw, I would say 30, 40% price, if not more price increases over the last few years, I think as demand and interest in, in this delivery method, um, uh, increased. Um, so, um, And then even within the same companies, um, you will see there's a a larger, um, Nash, one of the larger manufacturers that I've just recently kind of connected with, um, where, you know, we're getting pricing from, they have a West coast factory and then they have an East coast factory and they both will do commercial product. Um, but because of the labor costs in the East coast factory, which are lower and it's non, non non-union, um they found that, that they're s- producing the product and that they they told me as a, as a kind of anecdotally, like it was for one particular client on the West coast, it was cheaper to build in their East coast factory and ship across the country than it was to build in their West coast factory. Um, so probably,
0: probably right. I mean, I think yeah. depending on the home shipping is not as expensive as people think it is.
1: No, no. Uh,
0: Particularly if you're good about like whatever, maxing out the space of your module, you know, doing right. That. Right. whatever, the 40 by 15 or 40 mm-hmm. by 14 or whatever the mm-hmm. math stuff is. Yeah. Um, okay. Cool. Uh, so, so let's talk, so what's, so it, back to the sort of initial question, because I'm sure a lot of people listening to this are hoping to understand that. What yeah. So what are the specific areas you're covering? So is it. Mainly oh, sorry. Uh, southern we, California we, and Texas. Yeah. And then and, you know, what, a, like, you know, <laughs> from my perspective, thinking that you guys have, do really nice stuff. Yeah. What do you, what do you need in place to build in other areas? Uh, so number one is the manufacturing partners
1: and that's been that has been hands down um, the biggest problem supply um, finding consistent being able to uh, find establish and maintain a consistent relationship with a with a manufacturer um, mm-hmm. and i as i as I was saying there's this one one of the larger manufacturers that I just I met the CEO at a housing conference here in Austin back in November and I was introduced by someone and um, I've now been talking to their factories on here in Texas, on the West Coast and the East Coast. As a matter of fact, uh, their factory in outside of Dallas does not have mod certification and they're going to get mod certification with one of our floor plans um, because they they see the opportunities. And so. I I, am very optimistic about developing this relationship, but I I'm also cautious because we've been, like I said, we've gone through so many we've we've gone through. So so there's been so much volatility um, in this market. So um, that's the main thing is finding these manufacturing partners. And so, and we've had plenty of interest from Northern California um, up in the Bay area, Sonoma, Napa, et cetera. Um, And, and I do have, um, manufacturers that we can build with, um, uh, fabricate with to, uh, to, um, supply units there. We've just been really, um, focused on, we haven't done a lot of, we haven't been aggressive about marketing. That's actually a total overstatement. We don't market at all. I mean, we, we, we generate a lot of our own projects. Um, I have development partners. So, And then we just get, we get a lot of inquiries, um, Mm -hmm. on a daily basis. And, um, and so, um, we've been focusing on, um, trying to develop, um, uh, our, like I said, we've moved, we've evolved into some townhouse and multifamily product, and then really trying to, as we evolve from, uh, and I don't think I finished the story, the we, we start, we started with the kit of parts approach and then the manufacturers, um, uh, we had a company go out of business and then had a couple of companies go out of business. And then when we did find some companies that, um, were interested and willing, they're like, listen, we, we would really, it'd be much better if we could, if you could provide us with, uh, uh consistent, you know, the floor plans were consistent. We weren't building something new every time you came to us. Um, that way we could ensure that it, you know, we have a better, uh, it's, it, it, we're protected from there being issues or problems on the line. We don't want to slow the line down, and so um, that's how we moved into the kind of set uh, floor plan um, um, situation where I mean, people can still pick their their finishes, fixtures, and finishes and whatnot. But we don't do any custom any custom work anymore. Um, so um, you know we're uh, so it's 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 the finding the manufacturers and then the local general contractors is, is a just is, is number two but a, close behind because um, if you don't have uh, that GC that is familiar with or willing to understand or learn modular it's just a non-starter um, so we have to have that kind of network of general contractors um, who are interested in, in in doing that work so
0: that makes sense? uh so so let's let's jump into uh costs uh and it sounds like we we is what's the most expensive market you guys typically do is it Austin? No,
1: I I think uh, LA. LA is um so and really the costs it's more um the cost of the mods of the
0: factory. Right. right. Is, well, so, 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 sorry up. So what I was going to say is and I always say this to people cuz I think what you guys constantly get at in you meaning modular companies architects constantly get asked about this and are less transparent than people want be like generally not for understandable reasons because it's hard because there's a lot of moving parts right in terms of local building costs right manufacturing costs and then right like the architecture costs so can you maybe break it down in that way just right then people understand like
1: definitely yeah. yeah so so i would say in in like in austin um we can probably um we can probably pretty consistently uh count on around probably 90 dollars a square foot at the factory 90 to 95 and then it's probably you know maybe 15 to 20 for delivery and set costs so you know um well, that be,
0: typically conclude like foundation stuff like that for a uh, no
1: no 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 so um like in in Austin I would say what I tell people is that our range these days we're probably minimum two to two fifteen a square foot mm-hmm. and up to two fifty or so and that is for the smaller units it's more and that's right right you know um so you know the mod cost, standard kitchens are expensive stuff like yeah. that. kitchens bathrooms AC you know um and so the mod costs are you know you know, usually uh half or less uh of the cost of the overall project um so you know the the remaining you know like i said in austin if we're you know between 2 and 250 the mods are usually 1 to 115 and then, and then the the balance of that is is going to be the is going to
0: be the site costs Got it. and then as the architect is, is it like you have like a set like whatever five or ten or fifteen percent or even higher margin like yeah our li- know. yeah we have a
1: licensing fee that we just build in so when I talk about the cost of the mods of the factory right. that actually includes our licensing okay. fee I see. yeah um and then now what we also we do we have a we have a very nominal um uh kind of drawing fee up front to produce, um, uh, permit sets, bank sets, things like that, help, help the client, Mm -hmm. uh, pick out the, you know, their, make their selections, et cetera.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, and then, uh, let's say you do a project in LA. Do you have (laughs) just basically every part of that Get multiplied by two or is it, is it more complicated
1: i don't that? think it's by two i think it's more complicated than that um because los angeles as you probably know i mean yeah. market to market there's su- such extreme variation in things like um you know the impact fees yeah school, I- school, in
0: independent in- impact fees and stuff because
1: yeah or even I mean, and, then, and then site costs and right. um, mm-hmm. foundation costs and and utility costs i mean you know um i mean even here in austin we've seen the you know Utility costs like water and wastewater tap costs have gone up multiple times. I mean, probably it's probably three times as expensive to get a new water and wastewater tap now than it was six years ago. So, yeah, uh, yeah. so out there, I don't think it's twice as much. I mean, I think in LA, I mean, I think we would probably. You know, again, it's going to be totally like out there. What I find is that the sites and right. so far There's a lot of like hills that are in oh huge, yeah, yeah. We're our projects out there are Echo Park and Eagle Rock, and we're right. you know we're we're lucky if we've got something that's only you know a twenty percent slope on. it. Um, so uh, you know the, those site costs are, are are hugely significant in in the project costs. So um, uh, you know, I, I think out there on a single family, I think we'd probably you know, minimum would probably be 250 to 275 a foot. Um, uh, but again, there, there's just going to be such variation in those sites.
0: Honestly, if you're able to do that all in, you 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 should. Because we, I mean, like we would send you tons of business if you could do that. Just like we we don't have amazing partners in LA who do things at that cost. Um, well,
1: no, I, I mean, I we've, we've priced some, I know that there's several manufacturers out there that are quoting, I mean, they're quoting 200, a, a foot FOB for mods. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. you know, you're not going to, you know, we, we have manufacturers who are not there mm-hmm. and they, they specifically don't locate in California for that reason. Right. Um, that we, that. we can ship
0: mods, Um, you know, for less, significantly less than that. So well, that's awesome. If you can do that. Yeah. Good. <laughs> we should be in touch yeah. because there'd certainly be a lot of demand for that. Um, Okay. Uh, let's talk about the development work you do as a firm. Um, so it sounded like you sort of got in building what sound like sort of essentially spec homes. Um, yeah. So w- w- what's, what's that like now? Like in, in terms of, yeah, how do you decide what projects to do? How do you decide to get involved? Um, you know, what kind of partners do you look for? Is it mostly just sort of like capital partners to, you know, help do the equity? Um, yeah, just be, I mean, we, cause we, we deal like one-to-one with a bunch of, people who sort of come to us for recommendations and how to do um, different investments. And I, I personally have done a few of these. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah. Interested to sort of learn about what your framework is for that. You know, it's, it's
1: varied. Um, uh, Usually um, they haven't been solely capital, you know, um, they're generally a little more uh, like my, in LA, uh, the, the partner, my partner out there, um, is, um, you know, he, he's actively involved managing the projects. They have a construction company. And so, um, he came to me initially, uh, we did, it started with one single family house. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and then that one became a, uh, you know, a four unit small lot, and then a five and then a seven and then a 14 unit single family. And so we just, over time, because we were, you know, we were kind of copacetic in terms of our our interests in, in, in design and our interest in sustainability and, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we were just on the same page, that kind of, that relationship just snowballed and, um, and we, our partnership is kind of vertically integrated with him handling most of that, me being primarily kind of development assistance, you know, design and helping with CA. Whereas like here in Austin, um, Uh, we, I have a, like I said, we're just about finished with, uh, our MLK mixed use project was our first modular, um, multifamily mixed use project. Um, and I developed designed, and built it. My business partner was someone I had done a couple of single family projects with. He had some lots in the neighborhood I lived in. He also had developed, um, he came to me and said, Hey, I'll throw you know, i'll throw the land in you throw in the you know develop design build services and we'll do this project and you know it went well we liked each other um and he had this other property that he had rezoned um and so uh we partnered on that uh for this this mixed use um multi project um so uh I, I get approached um frequently by uh people at a variety of scales from you know not not so much any more like one off single family developments, um, but um, uh, you know it, uh, from single family projects to people having uh, land where they want to develop um, uh, uh, mixed use multifamily projects, um, and are typically what we're bringing um, sweat equity to the table, bringing our 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 knowledge and expertise in development, design, and construction. Um, that makes
0: sense. so so let's talk a bit bit about just like last question on this um so when you're you're considering doing a project um i guess sort of two questions one i'm guessing you're you're just selling off the units basically when they're done or are you are are these like kind of build and hold projects typically you know
1: historically they were um selling them off but um recently uh, I've been shifting a little bit more into acquisitions mode to hold some things for some, you know, kind of passive income. Um, right. I developed a, we're developing a, a creative office project where my firm will be there and another design firm and we're, we're going to hold it. And so we, it's 20,000 square feet and we're right. going
0: to, those are just like tripled at least kind of things. Um,
1: exactly. Exactly. So, um, uh, so we're, you know, it used to be pretty much a build and sell. Um, but now it's a combination of, of that where we're holding some of it, some projects we're holding all of it, some projects where, are um, you know, um, it's, a, it's a, it's a, it's a mix.
0: Got it. And then what do you look, so what, like, could we get this, we get this question a lot of the, the time and, um, yeah, like, does it, they're like, Hey, I want to invest a, this concept of like whatever buying land and putting a house on it or putting a commercial space on it um like can you tell me does this work uh and you know a lot of times that depends on goals but you know we try to, we try to be helpful about explaining what, you know if if people aren't super experienced sort of like what we expect in terms of like cap rates or whatever um or you know at least sort of difference between like what you could sell something for and what you can build it build it for are they right. from a rule of thumb uh do you look for like are are there like specific sort of metrics or types of things you look for when kind of being like oh this is really interesting we should look more into this or no like the economics of this just don't justify it.
1: Well, you know, I mean, historically we were, um, or I mean, we're and are uh, kind of a, a, a value-driven firm, and so we have looked in areas. Um, we'll, we'll go just beyond typically we've kind of like gone just beyond where a lot of people were looking to develop, um, uh, to try to see a trend in the market. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and part of that was driven by our, one of our main goals, which was to provide, you know, affordable, well-designed buildings. Um, so, but that, you know, with the trend in urbanization over the, you know, whatever, When we first, it's been 17 years I've been doing this. When we first started, it was pretty easy to do that. Finding good deals is just doesn't, you know, that becomes, that's more and more scarce these days. And so, um, you know, that, the, what goes into the decision um, has, has changed. Um, Probably has also influenced the, the kind of build and sell versus the the, uh, build and hold um, decision as well. Um, so, uh, and because we've done so many different types of projects, I can't say there aren't really, there have, there aren't really, um, kind of specific metrics. I mean, I'm probably a little more prone to get involved in a project because I have a, there's something about it kind of subjectively that really interests me and it might not be the best return. Um, but because it's in a particular location, uh, or there's a kind of intersection of, of, of kind of potentials there. Uh, not so much that I'm going to, you know, make a 25% return on it. So, right that um, makes sense. yeah.
0: And then last question on, on uh, sort of modern care TV, Look, what scale are you all at right now? I don't know if you think about this in like doors or customers or houses or projects per year.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, that's, uh, that's been, um, the, the, it's a kind of tricky one to answer because we've, the, t- the project types we've gotten involved with over the last five years have, have changed and evolved and become, you know, progressively larger, but that also has, um, uh, the, the kind of, um, cycles on those projects, as you know, you know, going from building, you know, single family houses, which, you know, when I was doing, you know, I could do a spec modular single family house and, Buy the land, fabricate it, and sell it you know inside of eight or nine months um you know uh this this mixed use multifamily project I'm working on I don't know we're in year four or five on it, right. so um, long yeah, so that um th- that's a little bit hard to, um you know it's hard to to mm-hmm. kind of put a put a kind of a concrete number on that just because the you know the fir- the firm's gotten a little while. we're still small we're only ten people. Uh, but we are working in LA and Austin. I'm also looking at development opportunities in upstate New York. Um, and they're, yeah, they're longer-term, long, longer trajectory projects that are of a larger scale. So it's kind of hard to
0: yeah, put no a um,
1: put a a door or a you know volume yeah. number on it.
0: Yeah. All right. So we're we're gonna we've gone a little longer than normal. So we're gonna do kind of an abridged fire round. Um, these are typically questions where, that we get all the time from people and you know it's great to have an expert like you to help answer them so do your best to answer in one minute or less but (laughs) won't be too won't be too strange on it um all right so first question is uh i know you've done a couple uh like different like awarded environmental projects what a lot of firms say they build in an environmental friendly way and sometimes in my opinion that's incredibly true and sometimes it's like, okay, we're just building normally and we're going to throw, say, oh, we can throw a PV system or whatever, a solar system thing on it. And if it's a big system, we'll call it, say we're zero net energy. Right. How do you tell the difference between like firms um, that say they're building in an environmentally friendly way? What should I be looking for? <laughs> I mean, you know, the proofs in the
1: pudding. I mean, I think that the uh, really looking at, um, you know, I think the the metrics for those things have changed over time. And now that you have things like the living building challenge, which you're probably familiar with, where, you know, it's more it's looking at um, uh, a, a, the before and the after in a much longer trajectory. And so how these buildings are performing and kind of cost benefit analysis, um, I think uh, is, yeah, I think you have to dig pretty deep to see. If it's, if it's kind of substantial or if it's just greenwashing, but I think like looking at um, kind of post occupancy and, and how these things are actually um, delivering on their promises afterwards is, is key.
0: Got it. Um, and then we have this question a lot. Um, what do you look for in terms of uh, local builder partners? Uh, are there specific things that, right? Like if I'm in an area and I'm like, okay, you don't have a great network there, what as a customer should I be trying to filter for?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I mean, happy, uh, previous happy customers. I mean, calling you know the um, uh, once you find a builder, um, asking for three or four references, um, seeing the houses um, and talking to the clients and asking them what their experience was like with the builder. I mean, um, that really is is the best way, I think, to to, um, to vet that. got
0: it. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we'll, well, and then finally, um, we, we're seeing a lot of demand on like sort of accessory dwellings and the like, at least in, in California, cause they sort of legally made it a lot easier to build mm-hmm. kind of small homes. Is that something that you're experiencing as well? So
1: it, um, we are, uh, it is something that we've been interested in focusing our attention on. And I've been, it's been kind of like back burnered for me for like five or six years. I'm, I've been saying, oh, I'm going to get around to really, as I said previously, we've, we've never been like aggressive marketers. Right. Um, but especially with the passage of the, at the state level, the change in the ADU laws in California, uh, my business partner and I, as a matter of fact, I, we were just talking about this yesterday um, we've been kind of looking at strategies to, to to kind of implement those and deliver those and market those on a broader level. And we, we have seen an uptick in interest in it. Um, I, mean,
0: I mean, you certainly – so basically, right, for those at home um, who do not live in California, though honestly, Portland and Minnesota and a, a bunch of uh, kind of – I think people, the jurisdictions have laws that allow for uh, essentially yeah. like Pretty automatic. Do sort of adding two units or three units to a single family lot in California. Yeah, 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 exactly. And might be under a thousand square feet,
1: right? And you know, in Austin's allowed ADUs um, for I don't know, like ten years or so now. But then, uh, over and above that, the new the rewrite of the land development code that is hopefully going to get implemented um, in lots that used to be SF three, which only allowed two units, you could have three or four units. So I think this is becoming, um, you know, this is more and more. This is you're going to see these opportunities in middle and large markets for this, you know, smaller units like this.
0: Yeah. It definitely seems to be, uh, I'm not, I I personally like, we, can we help people do it a lot? I'm personally not. I think it, it's certainly, a, it's, it's, it can be really good for the homeowner and it provides sort of a unit type that is like pretty interesting in terms of like all the second and third order, uh, right (laughs) repercussions there's like there are questions of like is this really how we want these areas to to develop versus just like like a lot of the areas that are doing this are have also been kind of poor about adding like vertical density um (laughs) which sort of gives you more bang for your buck so it'll be it'll be interesting to see sort of the give and take between these over the years but oh well
1: yeah i i totally i completely agree with you i think i think the other th- the th- the in my estimation the thing that has you know the primary um uh, hurdle uh are the economics i mean you you can't um get approved for a loan for the most part for an adu with projected future income
0: on it so no that, i mean that, a few that, small firms are doing like this is- some version of splitting the economics on that stuff on small scale but yeah right exactly it's you're it's basically people who have equity in their homes who are doing like kind of heloc refinance type of stuff exactly so and i think that's um, yeah. what kind of keeps it, 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 it from being you know more broadly utilized absolutely uh yeah and we a lot of people are trying interesting stuff on that so we'll it'll mm-hmm. be to see what they're able yep. to so- solve for okay final question and uh we asked this to everyone um what are you most excited about either for your company or for the uh, industry in the near future?
1: Um, it really is the um, uh, the missing middle housing um, that that has been, you know, like I said, the, the practice has evolved in that direction over the last few years. and I really see I think while we're, we'll continue to do single family product, I think that um, for so many markets, the need and the demand, For increased density, you know, going to 10, 15, 20 units an acre um, in in cities. Just, I mean, I I could just stay in Texas and Houston, Austin, Dallas, San Antonio. Um, The housing demand over the next 10 years, um, uh, I I really think that um, it's it's a great delivery method uh, for that product type of the missing middle. And so that's you know, a lot of our effort and interest are, you know, being refocused in that direction.
0: All right. That's a, it definitely sounds like a worthwhile place to uh, be focused. Um, thanks again, Chris, for more information about MaModular and KRDB, visit uh, maModular.com and krdb.com. And as always, you can visit us at prefabreview.com for general Uh, analysis and coverage over all sorts of things in the industry. Thanks again, Chris.
1: Thank you, Michael. Appreciate it.